0: Hello Texans and welcome it's the Texans player show here from the Hyundai Texans radio studio buried beneath NRG Stadium. I make it sound like we're in the basement. Okay, it doesn't have a basement this building, but we are here. Sometimes I feel like it's a basement because it could be raining all day. I won't know what the weather conditions are outside. I won't know what's happening because I get really into what we do here. And today what we're doing is talking to two players, one of them. Tavier Thomas, who got back in the fold on Thursday night against the Philadelphia Eagles, so an extended visit with him. But let's kick it off here with the man who's caught two touchdowns in the last three games, including one against the Philadelphia Eagles, and that would be Chris Moore, the speedster, former Baltimore Raven, and Johnny Harris will do some X's and O's and other stuff with him, so let's get right into it with Johnny.
1: Two big plays in the game against Eagles. I want to talk about these real fast. First of all, the touchdown catch that you have. You start on the far left side, but you catch it all the way on the other side. Yep. Take
2: me through that play and what happened on it. Um I was supposed I had a like a special we call it a special route. So I was supposed to go through the middle and split the safeties. And then when I look back, I saw Davis scrambling. So then it turns into a scramble drill. And I saw a lot of green grass and I'm like, if I cross this safety space and get to the other side, we could probably have a big play here. So just Did you think Davis saw you and when that ball started? Now, he he
1: He, put some zip on that ball. He threw a
2: dime. Yeah. And did
1: you know, did you feel good about it, even though you had it, but then as you rolled over, it popped up. You scooped it up real fast. Yeah. Did you have any thought that, you know what, they could have returned this thing?
2: No, because I knew I possessed the catch all the way to the ground. Literally, the only reason I came out was because I don't know why, but I was trying to get up with that arm. Right. It was just like a, I guess that's just was a comfortable thing. The way my body rolled over, I just tried to get up with the arm, but I had no doubt that you never know what those refs are gonna yeah. do but I knew if they got the right angles that they would see I possess the catch throughout the whole thing then I
1: want to go to your catch in the second half because you guys had gone down 21 14 mm-hmm. on the first down play after that I think you caught a screen you got tackled in the backfield I'm thinking yeah. oh boy you know this is you know throwing the interception they score like yeah. oh man it's training in the wrong direction yep. then you catch that screen and what do you see? What's ha- What happened on that screen? Because it looked like it opened up pretty well for you, but then you had to make a move. Take me through that screen, that big 25-yard
2: catch you had after that touchdown with the Eagles. Yeah, when I first, uh, Davis sent me that counter motion, I saw it, it was man. And I ain't going to lie, when I saw that, I was a little nervous because usually you don't want to run screens, especially not against the press man and that yeah. type of screen. But uh, when I popped back and Davis threw it to me, I try to circle the defender, and uh, Brev did a great job of kicking him out to give me space. And then... When I turned my head and looked upfield, I just saw red jerseys in front of me. So yeah. I knew, like, okay, this could be something. And LT did a great job of kicking out and leading yep. the way. And then after that, it's just about digging and getting as many yards as you can. I feel
1: like not only here, but also in Baltimore too, there was just your knack of making big catches. I mean, I remember Monday Night Football. You caught the, the fake punt down the side. You have
2: a knack for making big plays. Where, is, yeah. where does that come from, Chris? Uh, I think it's just something I've been doing ever since I was first started playing football. I don't know. I, I, I like to be, I don't, I don't think of it like intentionally, like, oh, I'm going to be a right. momentum sparker. But I just, when I'm out there, I'm trying to make a play to help our team in any way I can. And usually those big ones get us going. So you end up going to Cincinnati for college. Where'd you yeah. grow up? Uh, Tampa, Florida. Where'd you go to high school? Jefferson right we want to so
1: how do you get to Cincinnati? well I, I know the answer to this question because yeah. I've seen a lot of players from Florida end up going all over the country but yeah. well, why was Cincinnati for you
2: oh uh, well I did it a little different way when I was getting recruited in high school I had like a spreadsheet of every school I wanted to go to and it had all these stats on it like receiving yards receivers the years the quarterbacks like yeah anything you could think of I had it on the spreadsheet and Cincinnati was just clicking all the things I wanted in a school so I was like, man, this is gonna be my best chance. I feel like to go to the NFL if I go here. Did you have any family, any friends, anybody in Cincinnati? Just kind of no. I never even knew. I didn't even know. I never even heard of Cincinnati before. Like I didn't know. Really? I didn't know it was a city or anything. Like I just one day I got an offer, and also one year one day I saw him on TV playing. Yeah. I fell in love with the jerseys off-rib. Because yeah. they had the, that's when we had the cat scratches on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always a help, but. Then I really started doing my research and went on my visit, and I, I love the city.
1: Okay, so obviously Cincinnati, red and
2: black. Yeah, You were the red the other night. Oh, yeah. How'd you like those? I loved it. I ain't going to lie, I was a little skeptical at first because it looks different in person, but yeah. on TV and on pictures, and get yeah, yeah. all that all red on. It looks yeah. amazing. I I definitely think we need to keep those as a permanent. I think permanent.
1: you speak the truth for a lot of people. I think a yeah. lot of people love this. How, how were they taking the locker room? It felt like universally it's... I mean, you know how NFL teams are and NFL cities are. Like, there's always something to complain about. I don't know that I heard anybody complain about those red jerseys. How were they taking in the locker room? everybody loved
2: it. Yeah, like, when we put it on before the game, you could feel, like, a different energy. Yeah. That, like, okay, these things are clean, like... This is, a, this is a jersey combination we definitely need to keep
1: yeah there's no doubt all right going to new york on sunday taking on the giants i don't know how far you've got into looking at them or just watching them from afar chris what do you think about a team that's won a lot of games in the fourth quarter they've won a lot of close games yeah. what do you think about the giants wink martindale a guy likes the blitz a little bit yeah. what does that mean for you and the receivers and the offense what do you think about this one against the giants
2: um yeah it's just definitely their defense has a lot of different exotic coverages and blitzes like you said um i was with wink in baltimore so i'm yeah. a little familiar with it but it's just something that we, you got to do your film study this week. You got to you gotta be prepared for different hot routes and just different things to get open because that defense is going to blitz. Um, as far as as a team in a whole, I feel like when it came down to the third and fourth quarter for us, if we were to make the plays and execute like we are supposed to, we'd be in the situation they are in. So yeah. I feel like they're a team that if we're looking at them, this is how we could be playing this season if we just came down and won the, uh, made these plays in the end.
1: Now – when you line up on a field, I mean, we see you line up in a lot of different spots, whether it's X, Y, Z, where, wherever, and then you've got to know, are you hot? Are you not? All that kind of stuff. How complicated does that get during a week, Chris, especially when you face a defense that you're not accustomed to seeing you haven't seen. Now you have because you've seen it in practice and those things. And how does that help you get ready? The fact that you have seen this, but how complicated does it get to know, okay, I'm in this position on this particular play, and now they're in this blitz or this scheme. Now I got to adapt. Now I'm hot or now I'm not hot. How how complicated does that get during a week?
2: Um, It can can get complicated, but I feel like uh, Pep and Ben, they do a good job of keeping it simple for us. They make rules for us. So when we're out there, if we read this coverage right and we feel the same pressure as uh, Davis, we're going to be on the same page, and it makes it a lot easier um, as far as just – me seeing it personally I, I you get a feeling for it and I play in the slot more so I feel like in the slot it's easier to feel when that all that blitz is coming right you can you can sense like oh for some reason nobody's on the inside like there's right. pressure going so as far as that comes it comes that turns into just more like backyard football and yeah, the yeah. stuff me and Davis have worked on in this offseason just getting chemistry and timing together
1: when we think about a slot receiver i think
2: there's a stereotypical
1: thought of this guy that's 5'9 175 pounds yeah. and just you know, kind of in and out of breaks yep. but you do play a lot in the slot and you're not built that way you're built a little differently yeah. yet you still have equal success in the slot what what makes you successful from in that particular
2: position chris um i just think it's uh my knowledge and my study i i study uh defenses a lot and i know this playbook very well so i know where I'm supposed to be at and I try to do my job as best as possible. Um, I think it also helps that I'm able to, I'm fast enough to help in the screen game yep. and I'm big enough to help, I'm closer to the point of attack for the run game too. So I feel like uh, hopefully, you know, say more big guys can be in the slot because there's really no difference for Heck us yeah, that.
1: man. You know, yeah. you know where you're starting to see this a lot. I mean, obviously it's coming to the NFL too, but, yeah. but also because slot fade is so important and you have the speed to be able to beat people with the slot fade. Yeah. You see a lot of college teams using that bigger guy in this slot because they get him matched up on a safety yeah, and it works that way in the run game you're always working i, I mean I, I watch you pretty closely you've been one of my favorite guys ever since cincinnati man the night that you caught that fake punt i was so mad because <laughs> i was like man that's my dude i like that guy so when you signed here i was really excited you know that yeah. but you do work at all times especially in a run game and you have a guy like damian pierce oh yeah i i know it's gonna be fun to block for a guy like that mm-hmm. but on the flip side you probably got to block a whole lot longer than you do maybe for some other guys. Oh, yeah. Can it be, I don't want to say difficult, but do you have to stay on that block a little bit longer knowing he might be coming my way, and if he is, it's going to look embarrassing if I'm just kind of standing here as he's trying to break through a tackle. How much more difficult does it become to block for a guy like that because you got to block almost six, seven, eight seconds the length of some of his runs? Yeah,
2: I mean, I don't think it's any more difficult. I just think it's like a you had to change your mentality when you go on in the field with him because, you like you said, usually you block and you you could tell like, The rhythm, like, oh, he's down because you could could feel it. But with him, he's not going down the first two, three hits. Yeah, he's gonna keep running. So you just, you gotta just keep trying to extend the block. And at the end of the day, with the way he runs, you don't even have to really be like fully on a defender. All you gotta do is keep a hand on him and don't let them fully hit him because he's gonna break an arm tackle.
1: Yeah, I know you played with a lot of you know you played with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. He's a little different, but also similar in that way. That maybe he's not gonna take a bunch of hits. But he's going to make a bunch of people miss, and you never know when
2: he's going to pop out. It's kind of a similar mindset in some sense for blocking a guy like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember my first time ever playing with Lamar on the field. Like, I didn't block long enough on a play, and I all of a sudden, you look back, and you just see him sprinting at you. So, like, you really have to go out there. Like, (laughs) yeah, this guy is out there giving his all. He's going to keep making this play go, so you got to do your best to keep making it go for him because he's going to be running.
1: Taking on the Giants on Sunday, like we said. You seem to have this connection with with Davis. I mean, obviously, the touchdown the other day, the screen, those kind of things. You guys worked a lot in the offseason, I know, working together and doing those
2: things. How valuable did that end up being as you got into the season, Chris? I think it's very valuable because I don't think he has to guess where I'm going to be on a lot of routes anymore. I think he he understands like Chris runs his routes like this, and obviously, you adjust a little bit for coverages and sure. stuff, but... It's it's a confidence between both of us. Like, oh, I know he's gonna throw it here. This is how he throws. Oh, I know Chris is gonna be here. This is how he usually runs his route. So I feel like that paid off big so far. And uh, I just we just gotta keep it going. Chris, I appreciate your time, my man. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you. I appreciate you having me.
0: Johnny Harris and wide receiver Chris Moore. All right, coming up, Tavier Thomas. Whenever I introduce his friend Desmond King, I see the pride of Detroit, Michigan. Well, so is Tavier. He's from Detroit, went to Ferris State a Division II powerhouse, and now he's making plays for your Texans. We'll catch up with him next on Texans Radio. Joining us now on Texans Radio, it's Tavier Thomas. How's it going? How you doing? How you doing? All right, so Lovey's very clear. It's Tavier, not Tavier. Yes, it took
3: them two years to figure that out, but yes, it's Tavier. I'm trying to think back if I (laughs) mispronounced it. I don't want to check.
4: We've all called him Tavier. (laughs) All of us have called him Tavier. Tavier. I'll put that out there. But okay, so... You've never corrected any of us, though, when we called yeah, you Tavier. Because my
3: grandmother, she stays up here with me, and she calls me and my son Tavier. So it was like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm so used Your to it. So when I hear it, it's just the same thing to me.
4: So at what point did Lovey discover that it's Tavier? How did that even come out?
3: Man, it, was, it wasn't even Coach Lovey. It was Joe, our um, safety's coach. He like, so her name is Tavier or Tavier? I'm like, Tavier. He's like, uh, so why everybody call you Tavier. And then, ever since that day, Lovey came up to me. Tavier. I mean, Tavier. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just he does going. it with
0: the media all the time. And Thursday night in the Philly game, you mm-hmm. made a play, and I had myself second guessed. In the fl- <laughs> it was like, is it Tavier, Tavier? <laughs> you know, while you're doing it, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. all right, I got to stop here. But actually, Morgan from the Impact team who mm-hmm. booked you for this said, Tavi. Tavi, which is very
4: cool, will be available
0: at noon or whatever it was
3: uh, at the time before we change it. But anyway, what is it, Tavi to your friends? Yeah, Tavier. Like I call my son Tavi. We don't call him Junior. We just call him Tavi. So that's how Morgan figured it out. She's okay. like, so why, okay. that's why you call him Tavi. I'm like, his yeah, <laughs> Tavi- name is Tavier. <laughs> I,
4: I love when when somebody in the media will ask about you, and mm-hmm. now L- Lovey will just look around like, I don't know who Tavier is. They'll ask about oh, Tavier, yeah. and he's like, who? <laughs> he looks at Omar from PR and says, who? And then they'll correct themselves and say, Tavier. And he said, oh, Tavier. <laughs> As if he has no idea who they just asked about before then, even though we've been calling you Tavier for two years. But I'm glad it's cleared up because yeah. – that would bug me that we've been calling you the wrong name for the past couple of years.
0: And that's the show for today. His name <laughs> now, is Javier. Uh, <laughs> yes. How does it feel to be back out there? I well, know you had to be <laughs> champing at the bit.
3: It feels it feels great. I'm mad, we didn't get the win, but I'm just happy to be back out there and try to help the team win. And I'll I'll start back playing a lot more and just help us out and just start winning. We got to win, so mm. I'm just happy to be back.
4: What's that process like when you get designated to return from IR? You get you get a 21 day window. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to sort of wait and see what yeah. the coaches say, or do you sort of know, like, oh, I'm going to be ready around this time?
3: I thought I would be ready. Like, I knew I was ready, but at the same time, they wasn't just going to throw me back into the fire. So they wanted me to get a whole week of practice under my belt before I go back and just playing the whole game. So I'm happy they did that. I wasn't in a lot of pain after the first game I was back. So that's a great sign. And I'm just happy the trainers did everything they did to get me back on the field when they did. Yeah. Can
4: I ask you about your number change, too? Because I know a lot of people were like, oh, he's number two. Mm-hmm. We'd sort of seen it because you changed it in camp and mm-hmm. then you'd been out there at practice. But what inspired the number change?
3: Um, so my um, freshman year of college, I was walking on at Ferris, and they gave me 37. So when I came to Houston, um, it was either 42 or 37, and Trey and the one let me wear 42. They're like, you got to get 37. So I got 37 because that was my freshman year jersey. Then after that year, I went to number two. So just trying to start it all over. So hopefully we have the same outcome as in college. Nice. (laughs) So just keep continuing getting Mm -hmm. better and better.
0: Ferris State Bulldogs, Big Rapids, Michigan. All right, we'll get to that. (laughs) Tavier Thomas joining us. But what is it like physically? You mentioned he didn't feel too bad after the first Mm -hmm. time out. But when you don't do it for a while and you get hit again you're doing the hitting again Mm -hmm. you're getting blocked you're doing the tackling that's got to be a lot
3: different than practice oh yeah it was way different like I would like I was expecting I just had to get the jitter buzz out once I made Mm -hmm. one tackle or like a block or something like that then I knew I was going to be good and once I made the first tackle it was just everything just went away and I just go out there and just play because the more you think about it that's when you're going to start feeling it or whatnot. So I just went out there and just played and not worried about it. When you
4: started off the season on IR, I mean, I'm sure it's very disappointing for you mm-hmm. because you want to get started playing with the team. Uh, what what were those first the two months of the season like for you? What were you what, was, what were you doing?
3: It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing a lot of training with the training staff. And, like, this is the first time I've not played football in my career, so it was real rough, like. I was going through a hard time getting to it at home with the family and stuff. It was just hard. But once I just I just kept praying or whatnot and listened to the trainers rolling and the guys and it all just worked out for me. Everything started getting back regular once I started back running. Once I knew I could run again, then I knew like okay, it's going, it's going all work out for me. So I'm just happy I'm back now. It's a, it was a soft tissue
4: injury, yeah, correct? I, yeah, I tore okay. my
3: quad. Yeah, so okay, was I was, I, I didn't want to.
4: It's like you don't have to say, but I knew it was yeah. something. It wasn't because we didn't see you actually
3: mm-hmm.
4: injure yourself in camp. It was sort of like a very quiet. Yeah. Now he started the season on IR. Is that the worst injury you've had playing football? Yeah, that's
3: the worst. Like I, I, I have never missed the game like. Wow. And I knew if it's something with my legs, if I can't run, I knew that's when it was a problem, and I couldn't run, so I knew it was a problem.
0: Does it make you look at the guys who
3: are out for a few weeks a bit differently now oh, that you've been through it? Oh, yeah, yes, yes, a lot. Because, like, you never want to be sitting out. Like, you never want to sit out. You always want to be in there trying to help the team win or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, injuries happen, and I never thought I would get hurt, but it happened to me, so – now I know that it can happen to anybody. So you just got to go every day and just go hard as you can and just try to be better each and every day.
0: So you're always part of the team. You're always on mm-hmm. the team. But are you not on the team when you're yeah, that's, hurt? Does that's it feel that's different?
3: what it is. Like sometimes, like some people that's hurt, like, me and Lovey got a real close relationship, so they were letting me go to the games or whatnot. But some people that was hurt, they didn't have to go to the game or they'll have to sit up in the stands. Well, not the stands, but the press box. And I'm like, if I got to sit in the press box, I might as well stay at home because right. you don't feel like you're a part of the team just sitting up there. So I was just happy they kept me around it. I learned a lot while sitting out from um, the coaching staff. And then Dez, mm. Dez been doing real good. So I learned a lot from him. And I'm, te- I'm helping him. He helping me. So – it was like they kept me in it, so I was happy about that. And the fact that you
4: and Levy went one-on-one so many times last year, just mm-hmm. learning the nickel corner position, uh, you, you say that really developed a close relationship with him and you now. How has that developed now from last year to this year?
3: Um, it's it's the same. It didn't got better. Like He's like a, a father figure type to me and Dad because we're the only nickels or whatever. So whatever he says goes, and we just listen to it. He's been doing it for all the years that he's been doing it, so it's like there's nothing he can tell us that's wrong. We just got to read our keys and just go out and play fast and hard.
4: Why do you think that's the position that he sort of takes under his wing? I mean, he coaches <laughs> an entire defense, but why Why does he have a mm. soft spot for nickel corner?
3: Because nickel corner, that's like that's like the best position on the field. You know, I, I ain't trying to be biased <laughs> not you're or nothing. Are you not biased? Okay. You got to be in the run fits. You got to cover fast people. So it's like you got to be a tough guy to do that and – I think he has two of the best guys doing it right now, so out of me and Dez King, so happy about that.
0: So the Texans have a Nickelback coach. Yes. Not to be confused with the band Nickelback, mm-hmm. which is very <laughs> controversial because a lot of people don't like them. Alir Amini, right? Oh, yeah. That's so what what's Alir like? I see him in the halls. I talk to him every <laughs> once in a while, but everybody's busy, so Ale- tell us about him. So
3: Alir is like he, – he's – the bit, one of the best coaches like you can actually have because he's still young, but he's old at the same time because he's been in the game for a long time. But he's younger than – like him and Dez is like the same age, but we respect him as like he's mm-hmm. way older than us. So he understands where we're coming from. We understand where he's coming from, and we all helping out each other. So if we play good, he, he looks great. And mm-hmm. when we play bad, he always takes ownership for it. So A'Lear, he's the great guy. He's a great coach. That's my dog. We talk all day in our group chat, me, him, and Dez, and our families are close. Desiree and his wife Kylie and um, Mia and Kylie is all close. So we got a real close relationship, so I'm happy about that. That is really cool. A nickel
0: back coach.
3: Nickel
4: back. I guess yeah. I never really thought yeah. of it as nickel back.
0: Well, I call it <laughs> nickel. Well, whatever. Whatever <laughs> the, the case may be. All right. So D P uncovered stuff on your social media mm-hmm. about you going to an Astros game. That oh,
4: was yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they win the World Series. And I was there. And you were there.
3: That was the best feeling in the world. Shout out to them them guys. I'm happy I was there. I'm happy I seen Life-long it.
4: Lifelong Astros fan. Yeah. Actually, you'd only been to, that was your... That was
3: my first game. So, <laughs> i never, like, Verlander... What a game to go to. Yeah, Verlander used to play for the Tigers. Of course. So that's yeah. from how I remember him, mm-hmm. and when I seen it, I was getting a massage at the house. Uh, we were getting a massage or whatnot, and um, the massage therapist, she like, um, can you turn on the game? And I turned on the game, and I seen Tucker, I mean, is it Tucker? Yeah, Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. I seen him hit two home runs. Like, that's the first time I ever seen it. So I'm like, if they go, like I'm going to see them play. Like if they come back here, I'm going to see them play. So that was the perfect game to go to. Des right, like let's just go, let's go. Then Des know was going already. So and A- Jordan Akins was going. I'm like, we going. So we went the most fun that's the i i stand i stood up the whole time my legs was hurting yeah. but other than that <laughs> it was it was real fun like we met a lot of people out there a lot of fans it was it was nice it was nice i'm happy i was there to see it
4: i don't think you're ever going to be able to top your mlb experience after yeah, like, seeing a game yeah. like that that was like the best like how are you going to go to a regular season game like now? all
3: of us was recording all of us were recording the last like the last pitch he hit it and when he caught that ball turk caught that ball You see the confetti coming. I got it all on video. Like, that's going to be, that's one of the best uh, feelings I (laughs) I didn't see, had in a long time.
0: That's amazing. You were there for that clinching moment. That's terrific. So, you never went to a baseball game in Detroit? So,
3: I went to one. I went to one. I was like 12 years old. And it was our neighbor next door. He took me and my brothers to one. And we literally went to sleep. We was in the nosebleeds, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And we went to, I literally went to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yep, the Tigers game. So, I literally went to sleep the whole game. And then, like I didn't know, I didn't know about baseball. I was always football, football, football. So I went there, and then this year, the other day, and went to the World Series game, and they actually won. So you might
4: be a baseball fan now. Yeah,
3: Tavi playing baseball for sure. So Comerica <laughs> Park
0: is 22 years old mm-hmm. and then you had tiger stadium before tiger stadium was, yeah, was, the, place. Yeah. was the place that was the place that's historic <laughs> historic site but they ripped it down to build the new park mm-hmm. but yeah that's a, a great tradition they have there
3: yeah. all right I was going to
4: say, growing up in Detroit, were you a fan of any of like the Red Wings or any so, else? So, the Pistons,
3: Pistons we used to go to the okay. Pistons game. I was a Lions fan growing up. I, I was okay. a Lions fan. Okay. My favorite player is Barry Sanders, so I was always a Lions Detroit. fan. choice.
0: But they were already at Ford Field when you went, right? Or yeah. did you go to the Silver Dome No, at all? just Ford no. Field. I never went that's
3: to it. Because that's old. Like, I yeah. never went to a game. Like I never went to an NFL game until I was coming out of one, so... That was crazy. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the first time I actually went to one. So I, l- I watched them a lot, though. But the Pistons you saw at Auburn Hills. Yes, yes, place. I went to. I went yeah. to a lot of Pistons games.
0: So, yeah. yeah, that's a little bit farther. I was away. A ba-
3: I thought I was a basketball player, but no, nah, I couldn't shoot. I was only defense and <laughs> run fast really
0: ups. yeah well did you work out with the Ferris state guys you couldn't compete with them huh in basketball yeah they're too no great.
3: no I, no I, I i could compete with them because i was just gonna play hard in them you know just okay. run fast play a lot of defense did you go to hockey at Ferris state because they have a d1 hockey team see there. i went uh did i go i went to one game there mm-hmm. like literally one game because i never like i never really like paid attention to hockey a lot growing up so i really never knew about it Like, I just knew they used to be turned up in the stands. So when I went, it was turned. Other than that, I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) Yeah, they
0: get get into it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So you're going on the road to face the New York Giants. Mm -hmm. So tell me for you, road game versus home game, not which you prefer necessarily, Mm -hmm. because obviously you want to play in front of the home fans. But is there something about being on the road that is more, not? necessarily comfortable but Mm -hmm. look you're in the hotel together no
3: distractions from being at home that kind of thing does that help at all oh yeah it helps a lot because at first we used to have to stay in the hotel before the games or not even at home games but now you stand at home so my son he be up all night when he want to be so (laughs) when i'm going away i can literally i call him say good night and then i can literally sit and watch tv watch college football and stuff all day watch film without having Tavvy in my ear all day, so that's mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things. And then, like when we go on the road, we usually go like out to eat, like the DBs or like the defense or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we be figuring that out. So that's the good thing too. And yeah. you no,
4: played up there before, right? With yeah, the Giants, we, not with the Texans, but yeah, yeah, previously.
3: Yeah, we play. I played them in Cleveland. We played the the Jets and the Giants in the same year. So it was so oh. we was up there like. Twice, play, at, the yeah, same twice at the same stage. They just same flip, time. Everything. Yeah, flip everything. Everything's digital. So it's like,
4: oh, he, now you're a Jets home yeah. field. Now it's the Giants. It's, everything's digital. It's pretty cool. Actually. And they play
0: New Jersey, which the Detroit equivalent would be playing in Windsor, Ontario, <laughs> right? <laughs> across yes. the wall. Me and
3: Dez was just talking about it. Like we're gonna have to put on us some um turtlenecks. We're just in the locker room because <laughs> it's gonna be a little chilly out there. So yeah. it might be the
4: first cold game, although they've had a bit of a warm front yeah. across the country.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're
4: not you're not the guys that just go bare-armed into the no, cold no, games. No. Some guys like I, to just I ain't doing that. you know just I'm, like I'm to show. A th-
3: Texans, nah, I'm I'm <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a- in Houston Nah, I'm, I moved. I ain't going back to Detroit. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you like it. You yeah, like oh, the yeah. weather, you like the atmosphere. Way better. Way, only thing it is is Christmas. Like we don't see snow. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing. Other than that, it's like the best place to be.
0: Nothing like living in Houston, Texas. All right, coming up, more with Tavier Thomas. Let's get into the Giants a little bit more and some other things related to your Texans as they'll resume play Sunday at noon at the Meadowlands. It's live right here and on the Bull 100.3 FM and all over the state on the Texans Radio Network. It's Texans Radio. Keeping your company on the drive home or wherever you're going. It's Texans Radio with the Texans Players Show now. Mark Vandermeer, DP Sidhu, John Harris, and others on the program. And let's get right back to it with Texans nickelback, nickel cornerback, defensive back, Tavier Thomas, as we'll get into some giant stuff, among other things. Give me a couple of things that are unique and difficult about playing nickel corner. Yeah, and how you have to deal with guys in the slot and the adjustments you make in the
3: flow of the game. So, like, I'll say the run gaps, like run fits or whatnot, that can be a little tough because you got guards and so you try to beat them with your speed or whatnot. But the run gaps, and then sometimes you're going against like some of the some of the best receivers being the slot. So mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta put your big boy pants on and check those guys, but. Really the run gap and then like when you go against certain play- certain players, you gotta account for them in the slot. So that would be like the two big things. You How got m-
4: some big running backs coming up too. Oh, yeah. You got Saquon Barkley coming up. Have you had a chance to start looking at the film with that? Um I, w-
3: yeah. I looked at it yesterday. He he's one of the best. So we gotta come ready. And having to play. a season too. Yeah, he's having a great season. So we just gotta come to play everybody just do their jobs and run to the ball. And if everybody do that, I feel like we'll be successful.
0: So when you watch film, and you're watching receivers. Are you yeah. watching for tells as far as what route they might run, um, what, really, how their body changes depending on what they might do in a route?
3: Like, so, like so Alir have, like, have us, like, watch, like, if we're pressing, watch their releases on pressing or whatnot. And then, other than that, we just read our keys. Like, if you read your keys, you're going to always be around the ball. And that's what Lovey preaches. So, that's what I try to do. I just – Go and watch the games and call the call our coverages or whatnot and just see what I was supposed to do on the play and then just go from there. All
0: right, Tavier Thomas joining us. Okay, let's get into the home life a little bit here. Okay. Uh, you said you have a boy. Yes. How old is he? Two. Oh, he's two. Oh, uh, so he's not yeah. watching, like, real TV no. yet. He's still watching. He watches
3: iPad all day. You take the iPad, he screams, so. He he keep it on him all day. Yeah, all that day doesn't long. change. So by you just the way. hear the cartoons. Cartoons playing in all you could day.
4: Dream. And I try to lock hear. my I <laughs> lock my
3: um, man cave room door. I just lock the door, <laughs> so he know if it's locked, he ain't gonna come mess with me. All right. So what are you watching in the man cave? Um, Other football. Than um, so right now I'm watching the. Um, I never seen Justice League. I thought the last Batman oh. Superman movie was Batman versus Superman. So I'm trying to watch that today. I was trying to watch it last night, but I ended up falling asleep. So I'm going to watch that. And other than that, just football and just different movies or whatnot, shows.
0: Is there a college team that you root for? I mean, you play for Ferris State, and that's yeah. a high-level D2 team. <laughs> but what about D1 college football? D1. Are you Michigan, Michigan
3: State? Michi- like? Michigan. Michigan a lot. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, Iowa. they they having a— Tough year right now, but Iowa. Dez went there. Yep, Des went there. So mm-hmm. I suppose it went, but I you know, stuff happens. But Iowa, <laughs> Michigan, and then Alabama. You always got roof Alabama. You got Nick Saban over there. And they produce a lot of great players. So you always want to see those guys.
0: Yeah, I mean we got a lot of that represented here on this yeah. team. And John Metchie <laughs> is uh, yeah. obviously not playing this year, but Harris yeah. is. Christian mm-hmm. Harris getting out there. Those what guys. is it like to be around these rookies? Ten rookies played on Thursday night. What is that like to be around them? Um,
3: like you really don't tell that they're rookies because they've been playing out. Other than Teagan, and Teagan went out there first play. He get out there, he catch a touchdown. So one it's catch like for a touchdown. One yeah. catch for a touchdown. So it's like those guys are just doing their jobs and just getting out there helping us and. I feel like if they continue to go the route that they're going, we're going to be pretty good in the near future.
4: Does it feel weird for you to go out there? You haven't played all year, and then you go out there and there's new faces on defense oh, yeah. that you haven't played next to?
3: Yeah, when they talk, when they first told I didn't think I would play defense the first game. I'm thinking it's going to be just special, special teams. Special teams. Yeah. And they told me get out there, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And then yeah. when I go out there, everybody happy for me and stuff, giving me handshakes <laughs> and stuff. So I was happy to be out there. And Christian knows guys. They, they, they look at me like a big brother, and so I just – go out there and just play as hard as I can, and hopefully they just go behind me, get behind me and just go as hard as they can as well.
4: How nice is it to have the extra break after your first game? Because mm-hmm. I know they're sort of easing you back into mm-hmm. the workload. Um, you know, What does that say about you moving forward? Do you expect to see more snaps on defense as oh, the season goes on?
3: Yeah, I expect to see more. Love you said they're going to give me more, so I just got to be ready. I feel like I'm ready. I just got to go out there and play as hard as I can and let that take care of itself. Yeah, Tavier
0: Thomas joining us on Texans Radio. All right, so tell me about this season because obviously the record isn't what you want it to be, mm-hmm. 1-6-1, and and you were here last year. This feels different. It feels like the team's better this yeah. year, but you're not getting the wins yet, yet you're right there in the fourth quarter of every game, and you've observed, and now you're out
3: there playing. So what do you think of the way the year is going? Um, I feel like we're starting fast or whatnot. We just got to finish. If we finish we can win a lot of football games cuz we going we can go out with the best of them they was we we're just playing against the best team in football and we were right in the game until mm-hmm. the end of the game so i feel like if we just learn we just have to finish get over the hump if we get it once we get over the hump i feel like we're going to take a long stride and win this game so hopefully this week is the week that we get over that hump and just go from there
0: this past weekend not having a game did you watch some NFL football oh, yeah. yeah all of them Okay. All the,
3: the ones I could watch that was on TV, I
0: watched the majority of them. So is it weird when you see guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom mm-hmm. Brady especially, he's a freak, yeah. I mean, over 100,000 passing it's, yards now. That's a number I never thought anybody <laughs> would get to, but he has gotten there. And, you know, they're making fun of all these, not fun, but all these records, more sacked mm-hmm. than anybody else. Well, what do you expect when you're playing for 25, 25 years? years? You're going to get sacked a few times. But... As a guy who plays the game and you have to take great care of your body and you just mm-hmm. came back from this injury, when you see a player like that, what does it make you think?
3: makes me think I could play it for forever, because yeah. that's what he's doing. That's what mm-hmm. those guys doing. So I know they're taking care of their body. So just if you take care of your body like LeBron James and Tom Brady, those type of guys, they say they put millions and millions and millions of dollars into their body. So I feel like if you once you get that amount of money and or whatnot, just take care of your body and once you take care of it. Your body will take care of you. So,
0: how has that changed for you since you were rookie? Say, oh, and yeah. so, the way you're handling things now.
3: So, as a rookie, my first two, two, three years, I never used to go in the training room because, it's like, you want to draft, you don't want to be in the training room. They come in there, look and see who's in there and stuff like oh, that. That's what we used. Okay, well, yeah. that's why I used to think because that's what people told me. I like, stay out of the training room. Like every room don't think you're injured. <laughs> yeah, they don't think you're injured, so stay out of the training room. So, wow. my first two, three years, I never was in the training room in Cleveland or whatnot. But I used, take, I used to take care of my body at home, but not as much as I should have. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have been way better if I was doing a lot more. But I didn't get hurt or anything like that. But at the same time, I feel like I could have did a lot more. But now you got to take care of it because your body is getting older. I had a son. Like, you're getting older, so you got to do a lot more. So on our off days, we're here. I'm here getting treatment and whatnot. So, yeah.
4: What do you think the difference is? You think it's more like taking care of your body after the game? Is it getting more massages? Is it diet?
3: Um, you know, what is
4: it that you've necessarily changed? year five for you now. For
3: me, it's my diet, and then during the week, taking care of my body during the week leading up to the um, game. Because you're always going to do stuff after the game because that's when you're feeling hurt or whatnot. But during the week, and then diet. Diet is like you got to put the right things in your body if you want the right outcome to come up. So. What have you eliminated that you love? <laughs> Honey buns. So like everybody honey goes. buns. <laughs> yes, honey right. buns. I had to stop eating honey buns. Jacob and Lad and Amy, they'd be on my they, head. I like, don't it's eat not honey buns. on bun. their diet, yeah. So I told them every time, I, once I start back playing or whatnot and I catch interceptions, they got to have a honey bun on sideline. They're like, okay, as long as you don't eat them during the week. So I'm like, okay, cool. Oh. So do I'm you try to do that.
4: Do you, after the game, get to just sort of have a cheat meal?
3: Yeah, cheat meal on Sundays. Sundays mm-hmm. after the game, we always go out to eat or whatnot and I get a cheat meal. But during the week, I try to do everything the right way, Jacob and Ladd, they'd be on my head. So try to do everything right with that.
4: What's the ideal cheat meal?
3: Mm, steak. I go get steak. Wait, steak That's is a not cheat that bad meal? For is me, it? for, for, for me, because <laughs> it hold the weight on me. Like, it be oh, holding okay. the weight on me. So steak, mac and cheese, mm. like, really like the Sunday dinner, because my grandmother lived with me, and then Desiree, they cook every Sunday. If we don't go out to eat, they cook. So really the Sunday dinners every Sunday. Oh, and that dinner is not a low-cal option, yeah, it's, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I got getting a sauna afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat off the pounds. Sweat off the pounds. You get
0: the sweats. My goodness. All right. So, what other sports do you like to follow the most? Um, we bas- talked about baseball a little bit, but what do you really like to watch? Basketball.
3: I'm a LeBron James fan. Okay. They got to pick it up too. They're going through a little hard, hard time right Wait, now. but as a as a Pistons guy, and I don't know if you're really, well,
0: you went to a lot of Pistons yeah. games, and you're from Detroit. How hard is it to root for the Lakers?
3: I know that you root for players
0: now. It's just really the
3: player. It's just really the player. Like, LeBron, like, I still root for the Pistons, but, like, I'm a LeBron James fan. So, like, wherever LeBron goes, I'm going no matter what. But Mm -hmm. the Pistons, Cade and them, those guys, they're doing real good over there, Ivy and those guys. So, shout out to them. Mm -hmm. Like, they're doing real good, so... Did you watch the 30 for 30 on the Bad Boys? Oh, yeah, I watched that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I was
0: living in Boston at the time, <laughs> and they were the enemy. But yeah, was, I love that 30 for 30 because I respect the heck yeah. out of that team. I mean, yeah. Joe Dumars and they, Isaiah, Bill Lambert. It was
3: cold. I remember, like, And then after after that, in 2004, when the Pistons won a championship, like, we had on our um, Big Ben, um, Ben Wallace. Um, oh, yeah, the hair Ben Wallace hair. <laughs> hair. Sure. Yeah, we had all that, <laughs> taking pictures or whatnot. So we still got pictures of that. And my mom has all those pictures. But I always So they the were selling the, yeah, the, they selling the hair. Yeah, they were selling the hair shirts, oh, everything. Like a lovey beard kinda of thing. <laughs> yeah. You just sell the yeah. hair. <laughs> Oh, that's super cool. I wish I could have been that for Halloween. Lovey would have been that. He would have been happy. Oh, <laughs> been kept happy. your hair
4: from all mm-hmm. those years ago? We
3: mm-hmm. were giving out those lovey beards, and we were having
0: a little Halloween gathering here in the break room, and mm-hmm. I should have just put on the lovey beard. <laughs> there lovey. you go. You know, because
4: people <laughs> would have definitely
3: confused think me. think it's just the perfect thing, too. You think it, that beard is just perfect. He, all he do is do it all day. He just he rub just stroking the beard. <laughs>
4: it's hard to remember him before the beard. I feel like growing up, he never had the beard, and then he disappeared to Illinois, came back with the beard, mm-hmm. and now you can't ever picture him to without a,
3: it. I just used, he used to have a baby face, a baby totally. face and the baby face, the bald head. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. remember that.
0: So. yeah, he, he kind of did have a baby face. But then Coach Miles, beers. now
3: Coach Miles, he's trying to get the um, beard too. So he, yeah, he's I, getting I, there. Yeah, he's getting there. It, it
4: doesn't have as many grays as his dad's, but he's getting there.
3: Yeah.
0: Tavier Thomas joining us on Texans Radio. All right, a little bit more about Detroit here, Mm -hmm. because Detroit gets a bad name, as you all know. So tell me, give me a couple of great things about Detroit that people might not know or that people should be aware of Um, as you decided you want to live in Texas forever. But (laughs) just in case anybody happens to be going there at some
3: point. Um, The downtown area, they fixed it up way, like, it's amazing now. Like, it's not, it's like the downtown that you will see in California and Houston it's like real lit down there like it's a lot of bars and stuff down there then they have like the basketball courts all that downtown and it don't be like no public courts yeah public all oh, they fixed them up yeah. very nice good yeah, it's fixed up real nice so all that all that and then it's like Detroit isn't bad mm-hmm. like it's not bad it's like it's it's bad everywhere like if you want to <laughs> be honest like this yeah. stuff happens everywhere like right. it's all about what you put yourself into sure so If you don't want to be in bad things, you want to just have fun and enjoy life, that's a great place to go, just Mm -hmm. like everywhere else. It's just you got to know your surroundings, like everywhere.
4: I I grew up in Indianapolis, and we used to drive through Detroit. I had family Mm -hmm. there, and then we'd go on to Toronto. Mm -hmm. But Detroit to Windsor is like a 30-minute drive. Did you guys go up there? Because I know gambling is— I
3: I stay, like, right downtown. Like, my condo is right downtown where my mom stays, and— like, the Canada Bridge is literally five minutes away. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's like right there. right there. So.
4: Depending on where in Detroit you are. Yeah. And well, then a lot of kids would go to Windsor for gambling. Because yep. it's what my is it 18, time? right?
3: Yeah, Eight, se- 17. Or maybe it's 17. Yeah, oh, 17. is that it?
0: Because yeah. in Detroit, you have casinos now.
3: Yep.
4: Yeah, but back in the day, it was just Windsor. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. And
3: yeah. you'd yep. go to Windsor so to you got to be 17. So my first time, I went to Windsor one time, and it was when I was 17. We went over there. And that's the first time I went to the actual casino. So it was nice. I actually won the first time. And they ain't never won every since, so I don't go back.
0: <laughs> Tavier and Thomas joining us. Okay, uh, we mentioned social media because mm-hmm. that's how DP discovered you were at the Astros Clinicer Twitter. Mm-hmm.
3: Twitter. So, what's your favorite social media to use and why? Favorite one? I'll say Instagram. Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. It's up in the air with Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Because Twitter. I can I can um, lurk Desiree Page like I go to her likes. That's how I find out what she wants and what she likes and oh. whatnot. Cause she won't tell me. So I find out through there. Then Ooh. I get it. And then Instagram, it's like you seeing all the players and all your friends on there or whatever. Yeah. Cause you can't see them a lot. So you seeing all them, seeing their daily lives or whatnot. So. Those two. <laughs> do you
4: post a lot of stories? Are you... Because you, your posts are mostly, like, football-related. Yeah. I notice players mostly do...
3: Like, on Instagram... Pictures of football games. Yeah, Instagram is more... It's more of my family and then football. Twitter, I'll tweet a little bit more, but... Really, I just really go on there to just see what everybody else doing. What they're talking about? <laughs> yeah, see what they're talking about.
4: Sometimes it's fun to watch a game and then just get on Twitter mm-hmm. and see what everyone else
3: The NFL else is page. Saying. The NFL page. You go on Twitter, you see everything, with everything,
0: what, what are,
4: all going Highlights on. of so everything. Yeah. Do you can't read
0: listen. the comments when you post something, anything directed
3: toward you? No. Nah, you can't ahead. get into that. Smart. They, <laughs> they, 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 Sometimes they bash you, and they don't even know what's going on, and then sometimes right. they praise you. So you're going to have those ups and downs, so you try not to search your name. You, if if you're out there searching your name you're in the NFL, I, I, I advise you not to do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it make you mad. Like you said, they don't know. They, they don't know. They just, It doesn't they, matter what you if do. If you're also. around somebody and they catch a touchdown, they think it's on you when we in the whole zone coverage. So yeah.
4: Well, it's funny because you could read one really good comment, Mm -hmm. but then – or you could read ten good comments, but the one bad one is sometimes the one that will stick with you. You don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then it's like, why let that live in your head? Mm -hmm. But it must be hard as a player because it's, like, hard to avoid social – like, you love to be on social media, but then you have to avoid it too. Do you guys talk about that amongst the players? like
3: Yeah, in the locker room, we talk about it a lot. Like um, Some people – so literally the other day, last week, J.O. came up to me. Have I finally uh, searched my name and stuff like that, people on there talking crazy about me. I'm like, I told you not to search. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to search. He's playing good. Yeah. So I'm like, I told you not to search. It. They don't even know what's going on. So just got to – go. I go in there now to, like, see everybody tweet and see what everybody else is tweeting, but I'm not searching my name because they don't know what they're talking about.
0: Tavier, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck on Sunday against the Giants. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's our visit with Tavier Thomas, Texans nickel corner, defensive back extraordinaire. Great to have him back in the fold after playing limited snaps against the Philadelphia Eagles last Thursday. You'll see plenty of them against the New York Giants this coming Sunday at noon. Noon kickoff live on Sports Radio 610 of the Bull 100.3 FM and all the Texans media platforms. Well, not all of them, but a lot like the Texans app and HoustonTexans.com for streaming purposes and the Odyssey app as well, by the way. Coming up, Texans All Access, Texans Matchup, big three-hour block on the flagship tonight. If you're listening on one of our affiliates, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, everyone. Go Texans!